right, we are back for episode 41 of Point Shot Hockey here on the Area 51 Sports Network, brought to you by the great folks at High Stake Vodka, the double gold award-winning vodka from the heart of the Okanagan. So delicious and smooth, it'll make you forget the Canucks once again had no draft lottery luck. But hey, what can we really expect at this point? At least we weren't drinking High Stake because they dropped to 16th. So I'm your host, Josh Griffith, and joined by my co-host, Bill Juan. Bill was jumping at the bits to get into the off-season talk. How are you doing after that thrilling, thrilling NHL draft lottery, Bill? We didn't drop. That's something. That's a win. <laughs> it's a win. And it's a win. I know it's like, it's weird saying that we got the 15th overall pick and we won the draft lottery. Like, I'll, I'll take it this year. I was honestly waiting for us to win move up to five and then for Canucks Twitter to complain about the fact that we won when we could only move up 10 spots. If that had happened, I, I would have lost my, you know what? Were you really expecting that to happen though? Like I, no, I know there was, what was it? A 1.1% chance for the Canucks to move up to either fifth or sixth. Yeah. 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 No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just quite happy they didn't fall. To 16th, well, you know, to see Vegas move up somehow, you know, there's some, there's some big winners and actually there's, there's really not like it, it was very. New Jersey's the new Edmonton. That's true. New Jersey is the new Edmonton. I guess New Jersey is the only winner. They move up a couple spots. Yeah. Move into second. But I mean, I'm sure it's you know fresh on everyone's minds as as we it just happened here at 3 30 p.m pacific time and i alluded so sarcastically as it was super exciting did did you watch it at all like i did what, i mean obviously we can get into the outcome in a second but what, what did you just make of the television value of it because it just it was just 30 minutes just this was blah and i I probably could have just waited until four o'clock and somebody could have tweeted out with the results and I, I would have been just as happy. This might be unpopular, but I still find it entertaining. I still like it. I, uh, I don't know why. Like, like I'm, I'm just a sucker for stupid, boring stuff, watching a guy just revealing cards one by one in, in such a monotone voice. I, I love it, man. I love it. I know most people don't, but <laughs> I still like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I kind of liked how they played it up. And for the first 15 minutes, it was just a lot of analysis. I thought that throwing it to the, the American TNT. Analysis. Analysis, quote yes. Quote. yes analysis. Quote, there's some air, big, huge air quotes on that one. Um, but I liked at least how they gave it to the TNT network. So they could at least you know, push the game more from the American view, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, I don't like the, the new, like way that they have the draft. I don't like uh, how they've kind of almost made it. They've taken all of the, the fun out of it. If you're one of those teams and from 10 to 16, like there's really no reason for watching it to see the Canucks, I guess, maybe move up to fifth. Like, that would have been super exciting for Canucks fans, but I mean, on Twitter today it was very mundane, and there there wasn't a lot of people out there, and they were excited for the draft lottery. I think a lot of people were 
starting to enjoy the the benefits of spring we're having in the sunshine that I'm kind of seeing outside my window. Don't jinx it, Josh. Don't drink. Don't <laughs> jinx it. It's gonna start raining for a week now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I said that. Yeah. Um, so okay, well, let's get into the results of it. So Vancouver stays at 15th. That's pretty much what everybody knew. They had a 97.9, chance of, of getting the 15th overall pick. New Jersey jumps up a couple spots to number two. Besides that, there wasn't too much drama. Um, what, what did you make of it? What do you, what do you think that uh, Vancouver is going to do with the, the 15th overall pick? Probably select someone because because we haven't made a first round pick in two seasons. Podkosen was our last first round pick, right back in twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, Josh. Twenty nineteen, before nope. COVID, when we were all still innocent and young <laughs> and not scarred from from everything. When no, optimism no. was still a thing, twenty nineteen. That's so hard to think of that the the Canucks are where they are right now in the NHL. You know, they just picked 15th. They had literally had an otherworldly run, one of the top runs that the NHL has ever seen to kind of end a regular season, and they still ended up short. But yet they haven't had a first round pick in two years. And they didn't have a first round pick or a second round pick in 2020. They obviously took Yoni Yormo with a third round pick that year. They didn't have a first round pick in 2021. They took Daniel Klamovich with the, the second round pick. And then now this year, they, they have the first round pick. Fingers crossed that they keep it. You no, know, we, we got uh, Jim Rutherford now, and it's not Jim Benning. So I think that we should be okay with them not making a drastic, stupid move and maybe trying to get OEL and Connor Garland out of. Arizona and, and losing someone like a Dylan Gunther. But this year, again, we still don't have it to week. There's no 2020 or there's no second round draft pick for this year. So I, I would 100% agree with you. I think that they, they have to draft it. There's no way around it. I don't care what anyone else is offering you, what new shiny toys the Vancouver Canucks need to make this 15th round or 15th overall selection. They need to. I think take the best player overall, as long as he's a defenseman or a center. And then from beyond then, you know, you just work with the rest of your draft picks and, uh, and maybe Jim Rutherford can make something happen and clear up some cast base, get some more draft picks. Uh, who, who knows what we'll see in the offseason. Not only do we need to make the pick, we should be looking to add picks. Isn't that obvious? And we've got one huge trade ship and his name starts with J. His <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. His name starts with J, right? Yeah. His Jim, middle Jim, name, Jim, according Jim, to the fans, Jim, is Jim. Timothy. So you guys know who I'm talking about. And ha have you seen the rumors surrounding New Jersey's pick? Which could be off the table now because because they moved up to second, eh? Yes, I saw the original rumors when New Jersey kind of came out when they were sitting around the fifth spot and saying, oh, yeah, we'd be willing to look at trading our draft pick. But now that they've moved up to second, I, I can't see them. No. I can't see them trading away that. Now that they're going to get a, another piece to add to their team. Oh, I, okay. 
Okay, I want to talk about New Jersey in you know what? Let's just talk about New Jersey right now. Jack Hughes, a hundred point season coming. Oh, like they just w- without the pick that they're getting this year, New Jersey was, I think, in like that that. Remember, I talked about my my windows last last week, so I think New Jersey's in that in that third one, and I and I think that they're right in there with like uh, the New York Islanders. Bill's just Bill's falling off the screen laughing here. Um, so I think they're in that tier with the New York Islanders, right? Where I think that they, you know, have like one or two pieces missing and they can make some damage in the Eastern Conference. They just kind of need goaltending. And yeah, you, Jack Hughes, 100 point season coming. Um, you know, Nico Heischer is, is somebody who's, I think, very underrated. I think he's still kind of yet to find his way in the NHL. You got the other Hughes brother. Um, you know, you got the the big signing of uh, of the defenseman from Carolina that eludes my name, and that I his name eludes me at the moment because he kind of had quite a quiet he had a quiet season. This Dougie year. Hamilton. Yes, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, he had a quiet season this year, but I I don't know. I I like New Jersey, and this is just is, is just more ammunition for for what they have coming up in their lineup. I'd say they're probably more than one or two pieces away, unless those pieces are like Patrick Waugh and Bobby Orr. But <laughs> hey, update. The Leafs just won. Yes. That's so my, a shocker. T- my TV, if I don't hit it for a certain amount of time, the Telus Optic, it goes to like back to the Telus Optic screen. Yeah. And because I, I was already I was already late coming in joining you here bill i didn't want to go out just be like hold on i have to i'll be right back i'm gonna go hit, get my controller and i'm gonna hit it so i was just like no i'm gonna carry into this podcast and i have my phone here but i didn't check it four three yes leafs win let's go so the toronto maple leafs are up three two in that series and that's kind of a beautiful segue into some of the nhl playoffs that are going on right now obviously the carolina hurricanes found whatever was ailing them and crushed boston 5-1 seems to be like just a home, home series right now in that one and st louis has already got a one nothing lead on minnesota 750 with 750 left in the first year as we record this podcast on a tuesday evening we gotta talk about the calgary series what is oh, yes. Kachuk, when did when did John Klingberg turn into like Ryan Reeves or something and like he's trying to fight everyone on, on the ice? Kachuk's just running around as usual, hitting people, kind of making some questionable decisions. And I picked Calgary in six, I believe. I'm still pretty confident in that pick. But seeing them go down 2-1 just reminded me of all, like, the past playoff failures that, that they've had. I, I saw a stat on Reddit. So, so you know it's accurate because it's Reddit, right? You know, you know it is. Yeah. Johnny Gaudreau, before – I think it was before game three or game four. He, he was, like, the second last ranked player – who had logged like a, a couple hundred minutes of ice time in the playoffs and like five on five points from like the past couple of seasons. 
It's not just like it's crazy. And and he was the leading five on five point getter this season. Now, of course, like this season doesn't have anything to do with like the past playoff seasons, but I'm I'm just trying to say like he he's been historically an elite five on five producer. But then when the playoffs roll around, he just turns into like I don't know, like he makes like his best Jekyll and Hyde impression basically. But it's nice to see him get on the board last game, and um, hopefully this gets him going a bit. Well, that's something, I mean, I think we can almost draw a parallel from the, the Leaf series with Tampa Bay Lightning and what Mitch Marner has done in past postseasons, right? Because he's always been that predominantly amazing regular season player. He's putting up crazy numbers, and he gets to the, the postseason, and everybody's like, where did he go? And, and you know, it's kind of almost been like the same thing for for Gaudreau, for, for Calgary. It's, you know, he's Johnny Hockey in the regular season, and then as soon as it gets to the playoffs, it's like, oh, well, maybe he's Johnny just regular season hockey. Like there's always that like um, throw it to like a basketball reference play when they call him playoff Powell. And I'm like, okay, he hasn't done anything in the playoffs just because he makes the playoffs. You can't call him playoff Powell, but now who playoff Powell. Who are you talking about? Nor- Norm Powell from the Toronto Rapids. Remember they used to always call him playoff Powell. They do. They did. I don't know if they do anymore. I don't know what he. I don't think he was playoff Powell very long for Portland. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's just, it just seems like that. Some people can like turn it on in the playoffs. Some people can't. And Johnny Gaudreau hasn't been able to find it. But uh, the, the last game, it, it kind of looked like he did find it again. And then to Man, Matthew Kachuk, like you said, he flying around, trying to fight everybody. I think that's the wrong decision. I think, you know, he's a 100-point player in the NHL. He needs to be scoring goals. Because Calgary, besides the last game here where they were finally able to, you know, get four on on, uh, the Dallas Stars, they have not been able to score. So he he needs to worry about other things besides running around being a pest. He needs to put the buck in the back of the net. For sure. For those who follow Dom the Shizen on The Athletic, like he actually wrote an article a couple of weeks back looking at teams who are quote-unquote heavy and teams who are kind of lighter. And the heavier teams did quite a bit better in the playoffs over the past decade. I know most people have been wondering if the game is trending towards more of like a skilled game that benefits the smaller players. And I think that's true to some extent. But when the playoffs roll around, you still need those quote-unquote like tough guys, the heavy guys, right? And that's why I was so excited to see what Kachuk was going to do during these playoffs. But he hasn't really, like we mentioned, he hasn't performed up to par. So it'll be interesting to, to see how the rest of the playoffs go for him. And... I'll be honest, my, my confidence in Calgary has has shifted a bit. I picked them to make the conference finals. I'm not sure if I'm still quite confident in that pick, but their path to the conference finals, I think is relatively wide, wide open because if they get past the Stars, they'll have to play Edmonton, which is 
Edmonton or LA, but I think everyone's rooting for a battle with Alberta series, right? As as they should be. And on paper, at least, Calgary is a better team than both Edmonton and LA. So I think it's still very possible they make it to the conference finals, but I don't see any path for them to actually legitimately make the Stanley Cup finals and even potentially win. Because obviously, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but they'll have to probably go through Colorado, who just absolutely annihilated the Predators. Man, I, I feel sorry for those guys. Remember what Sutter said like a couple months back? Like he felt sorry for whoever's going to have to play eight days against yeah, the yeah, Avalanche. Yeah. yeah. What was the final score in that series? Like, like goal scored. Um, I don't I'm know off sure. the top of my head. Let's see here. So Colorado 5-3. Didn't the Avs have two seven-goal games? I think they had a couple seven-goal games. Oh, I'm pretty God. sure it ended up something like uh, 22 to like, what was it? 11 or 12? That's what I'm guessing. Uh, so, uh, so we got 12 six in the last two. Josh, doing, doing some live math here. Doing, doing some live math. Yes, 12 six, 14 seven, and so 21 to nine. 21 to nine in the four games. And my quick little math there. I was able to do that actually in really tiny little podcast order because normally when you start Impressive. Googling stuff on, on a podcast, you just fumble right through it. And it just makes for terrible, terrible radio. I know, I know whenever I listen to anything and they're like, hold on, we'll just Google the stats for that. That's 30 seconds of dead air. So we'll add the 30 seconds of dead air in some other time. But that's good that you transitioned over to Colorado because I agree with you 100%. You know, even if Calgary gets out of this series, and I, I do kind of think they do. I, I really do feel like they're the better team than Dallas. As much as Dallas is trying to muck things up, they're playing like a really defensive game that we've seen all year. They don't just have they, – they don't have the horses. They have the one line. You know, and, and Rupi hints – uh, Jordan Robinson, they they haven't been playing as well as they have been. Jason Robinson, Josh, Jason, come what did on. I say? Jordan. Jordan. Oh, did I say Jordan Robinson? Oh, Jason Robinson. Thank you. See, there we go. Oh, I'll kill some dead over that. <laughs> Making the uh, the error of the of the name. So Jason Robinson hasn't been playing as well as he was in the regular season. So I I do think Calgary is going to do it, but I I think it won't matter whoever ends up going against Colorado because regardless of UC Sorrow was out, Colorado would just look so dominant. Kale McCarr. Oh, just like, I, I still, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll throw the question to you. Who do you think is going to win? Cause we get the, the Norris ballots out. Who do you think is going to win Norris? Man, that, that might be the tightest ballot this year because like historically you always there always seems to be this precedent of like a guy whose time 
to win is now, right? Mm-hmm. And before the season, I think most people picked McCarr. And he has had a Norris caliber season. So it, it just depends on whether or not the voters can get over their like own biases in a sense. And I'm not saying that Yossi deserves it over McCarr a hundred percent. I just think that Yossi might be in a bit of a disadvantage given the fact that most people pegged McCarr as the next one up to win the Norris. And it might be hard to get over that. And also the fact that Yossi has won it before. So they might be more inclined to give it to like the new guy on the block, so to speak. But I think Yossi is more deserving of it because he, Saros was probably the MVP of Nashville, but Yossi was definitely a close second. This guy was on pace for 100 points for a large majority of the season. And he ended up with what? I think like around 95. 96. Yeah. Isn't that the first time any defenseman has hit 90 plus points since like Ray Bork? Like 30 I, years ago? Yes, I believe you're correct with that, with Ray Bork being the comparison for that. But yeah, like 11th in the league, it's scoring like, oh, who's his company? He's just sandwiched right in there between Mitch Marner and Artemary Panamon. Panarin, sorry, Panarin with, uh, you know, 97 and then Panarin with 96 points. Yeah, no big deal. Um, as much as Makar has been such a, like a unicorn, I, I almost want to use that word for him because of the way he plays, the way that his defensive abilities is still really good. I, mean, I know that he has an amazing defensive partner too. And Florida's kicking them, or sorry, the Islanders are kicking themselves for that right now. And uh, maybe we'll get into the, the Barry Trotz relieval of coaching in a little bit here. But I I still think that Roman Yossi gets the Norris nod this year. I think it's going to be really, really close, a lot closer than years. But like 96 points, I know, I know UC Soros is amazing in net. And he's got obviously a... Uh, a Vesna nod, he's not going to win it because Shosturkin should walk away with that hands down. But I, I still th- think that the season Roman Yossi has, it's very deserving of the Norris Trophy this year. Yeah, I'm not sure who's going to win it, but if I had a vote, I definitely vote for Yossi. Um, yeah, I would too. I would too. Okay, so yeah, we're on board on that. Yeah, but it's kind of funny how we always talk about how Norris shouldn't just go to like the defenseman with the most points. <laughs> the most points, yeah. But in this case, in, in this case, Yossi is a great defenseman, you know, yeah. in every sense of the word. Like he actually defends. This isn't, no offense to Brent Burns, but it's not like a fourth forward who doesn't play any defense and just chips in with the points. So, the, the one guy who I think is actually maybe the best, like, just pure shutdown all-around defender in the league is probably Charlie McAvoy. But he doesn't have the sexy point totals, so, so he's not going to win. But I'm sure he's going to get at least one in his career. This year is not going to be his year, but I just want, want to give him a shout-out as well. And, too, like, I really like what you said about Roman Yossi, like, Yes, he's the top point getter, but 
he's only got 37 of his points this year on the power play. So it's not like he's just putting up godly numbers on the on like a crazy national power play that's going to town on everybody. Like we see, uh, saw from uh, the defenseman from Washington Capitals those those couple of years. John Carlson. Yeah, John Carlson. He was just like putting up like 90 something points every year. And, but it was just because he was just passing the puck to Ovi every time. Right. We're not really seeing that from, from Roman Yossi. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, my vote like you goes to Roman Yossi, but I do think that Kale McCarr is going to, to win the Norris this year. I think the votes are going to go to him. That's fair enough. And I, I don't have any issue with Makar who winning it either, but I don't I just no. personally vote for Yossi. So um, so we touched on the Colorado Nashville series, obviously. We touched on the Calgary Dallas series. Oh, do you do you think the Leafs are actually gonna close it out? Oh do you think they'll actually win? Oh now, see now, now we're cutting deep here. I'm I'm so nervous about the Leafs. I really like how they've been playing. I think Jack Campbell's kind of proven that he can take the next step as a you know predominant goaltender in the playoffs. John Tavares hasn't showed up this series. Um, obviously last year, everyone knows he got injured in the first game. So he wasn't available and it really cost the Leafs hasn't cost them so much this year, because as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Mitch Marner finally showed up and Austin Matthews has been that amazing player. I'm still nervous, Bill. I'm, I'm still so nervous, even though they have two chances to close it off They're We'll head down to, you know, to Tampa Bay for, for game six and have the chance at home. If they can't do it in game six, I'm going to get even more nervous. So it's, 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 it's almost this, uh, I don't know. Like, I, yes, I'm happy that the Leafs won tonight because now they're up three, two, but. Uh, when did you become a Leafs fan, Josh? Just talk to me. Oh, you didn't know I was a, oh, I'm always a closet Leafs fan. So my dad's a huge Leafs fan. So I, uh, I've always not very up. closet anymore. Well, no, it hasn't been closet for a long time. I don't know. You <laughs> probably don't. did you even follow me on Twitter? I'm gonna have to check that. Um, but no, so- no, I actually I I don't follow Josh on Twitter. I <laughs> I have him blocked. I hate his stupid little polls with with one of the options being go away, Josh, or whatever <laughs> it is. Piss off, piss, piss off, off, Josh. Joshua. Same yes. thing. Yeah. So no, we actually don't like each other. We we've got each other blocked on Twitter. So I've got no clue what this guy even likes. Yeah, pe- people just because we're professional and we podcast together doesn't mean we like each other on Twitter. Okay. I don't think we're professional either. That's, that's given us way too much credit. I'm using it loosely. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that no one like facts check that, that you know, we're being professional on this podcast, but uh, yes. Yeah, so, well, Coming back to the Leafs, Closet Leafs fan, yes. So my dad's always a big, enough, big, huge fan of it. And we try and go to the Leafs Canucks game every year at Rogers Arena and wear our different jerseys. I wear my Canucks one and he wears his Leafs one. But I do have a soft spot in my heart for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, that's fair. 
I don't know if I would say, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say they're my second team. I like, I, I would say uh, like, I have been a huge Canucks fan always growing up, but I just really love hockey. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Big hockey fan, Joshua Griffith. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you know, call me, call me Tommy Strands, but I, I do like watching the, you know, the, the, the Florida Panthers as well, except when they're losing. <laughs> Nice little comeback against the Washington Capitals. You want to go back? Do you want to go to the east side, or where do you want to go with with this? Well, I I just want to mention, in terms of the Leafs, my head says that Toronto should win because they have two cracks at it. Yeah. So the and odds one, and, and one at home, the last one at home, of course, game right. seven. The odds should be in their favor, but my heart says they're going to collapse again. <laughs> See, no, when you say the odds moving in your favor all i'm thinking is hunger games and i'm like they're so I know. getting killed I was like, yeah, they're, just, yeah. they're just like gonna great right to the end and they're just gonna die you got my reference nice because like i, I mean i i would bet if i was a betting man which i'm not because if i was a betting man then then i i'd already be you know bankrupt already but <laughs> what i'm trying to say is I'm pretty sure that Tampa Bay is gonna take care of business at home, and then mm-hmm. it'll go back to a game seven in Toronto. And by then, are you gonna bet against Andre Vasilevsky in a game seven setting? He hasn't looked his best, but he is still Andre Vasilevsky. And he hasn't he hasn't lost two in a row in the playoffs in like something ridiculous. So all signs realistically point to the Tampa Bay Lightning winning this next game, game six at home. And again, yeah, I don't think, game seven. I don't, I don't think Tampa Bay's lost two in a row in the playoffs since they got swept by Columbus back in 2019. I don't so think they have. I think you might be correct on that. So we'd be looking at what six. I don't know, actually. You know what? I'm not I'm I'm not pulling up that kind of math right now. Eight consecutive like, oh, series. There we go. Eight consecutive. Yeah. Oh, see, no, that, that's the smart way of doing it. Bill, that's, that's why I have you on. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Florida, Washington. Florida was, was making me real nervous during that third period. They had what, like three or four shots on goal, I think, um, in that third period. And then they, they were lucky to get it all tied up and to have it go to overtime. And to score in overtime and to have that challenge um fail, which like I understood the the challenge by Laviolette, because I mean, what do you have to lose at that point? Right. If yeah. if you lose the challenge, then the game's over, which happened. But if you win it, then the game's gonna keep on going and and you could potentially go up three to one. So I don't blame him for challenging it. But to me, that was pretty clearly a good goal. And I think the best got it right. Yeah, I would agree. But I mean, like you said, at, at that point, you're you're just going for it. The the way that Florida came on in that third, it almost seemed inevitable, like they were going to score. They were just like like, okay, no, we're we're a better team. We're gonna tie this series up. We're not we're not gonna let Florida or sorry, uh, Washington go up three games to one on us. And 
they they showed why they won the president's trophy, right? I, again, with the with the decision by Laviolette, I don't I don't mind it. You know, you're you're hoping to change the momentum of the game because the moment the, the ice was clearly tilted. And if he hadn't challenged it, okay, yeah, they, they don't get the penalty, but eh, I think I think it still wouldn't have mattered in the end. Yeah, I I picked Florida to make the Eastern Conference Finals and um, get beat by the Canes once they get there. Unlike Calgary, I don't think they're going to make it anymore. I, I thought that whoever <laughs> comes out of the Toronto-Tampa Bay series w- would be so banged up that they won't be able to keep up with the Panthers in round two. But Florida's goaltending is, is shaky at best. Bobrovsky is going back to his his um, form from the last two seasons and not this year. And I I just don't see them playing that. They, they just don't seem reliable enough to me to make it past two rounds. Who knows? They're tied two, too. They might not even get past Washington. That would be such a dis- disappointment for Florida. After everything that they've done and and losing last year and having the big the battle of Florida against Tampa Bay and losing and it was like okay well if we hadn't have played Tampa Bay then we would have been good we would have made a long run and, and it's just year after year of losing again depends on what Toronto is like but the Florida Panthers are right in there with the same kind of losing nostalgia as the Leafs have for the last three, four, five years. And I three, guess five even, years. So well, you mean 30 like, years. When was the when was the last time 96 was the last time that they won a playoff series? Yeah, yeah. And oh. and that that might have been like the biggest upset in NHL history. They they somehow beat the Penguins led by some guy named Mario Lemieux, Yerma Yager, and Ron Francis. Those gets uh those three are pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Not a bad. A couple other players for for Pittsburgh who are pretty good are are the ones that are playing for them now. Obviously, this guy, you know, I think you might have heard of him, Bill. He's uh his name's Sidney Crosby. Um, you know, getting Malkin and well, actually, some new guys now with Jake Gensel and and Brian Rust, but the Pittsburgh Penguins. I did not expect them to to be where they are up 3-1 over the New York Rangers. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that on that series? That was a smooth transition, Josh. Thank you. I'll give you that one. But Crosby, I don't think Crosby's looked this good since 2019. He's been injured on and off for the past couple of seasons. And it seems like he's fully healthy now. And and it does seem like he's he's back to being vintage Sid. He's just, he's just dominating the games, and I'm not sure if you saw the stat or not, but he reached 200 career playoff points. And I'm pretty sure he's six on the list. Yager's ahead of him by one point. He's got 201. And then the, the four players who are ahead of Yager are all we're all on those like 80s orders dynasty teams. So <laughs> Crosby's going to move into f- fifth on that list. And 
he's only one of six players ever to have 200 career playoff points. To me, he's a bona fide top five player of all time. No doubt in my mind. No, no doubt in my mind. I actually want to bring something up here. Want to cut to a quick break and then we'll come back. We'll, uh, we'll discuss this for a couple more minutes and then close things out. If that's okay with you, Bill. You're the boss here. Sounds good. All right, and we're back, Bill. You you made up a great point, and I needed to actually stop so I could I could process it a bit, because all I kept thinking was, is Sidney Crosby the Tom Brady of the NHL with what he has done in his career? Because every time it seems that the Penguins and Sidney Crosby get written off, just like Tom Brady did, and every year he comes back and he gives these amazing ageless performances. It just shows why he's one of the, like you said, top five players in the NHL. I don't think he can be the Tom Brady of the NHL unless he releases a book titled SC87, The Sidney Crosby Method, <laughs> with, with like or, avocado ice cream involved. Or he retires three or four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but in all seriousness, I mean, like I... I don't follow football that much, but I know that Brady's considered the GOAT. So so I, I don't think anyone is saying that Crosby's the GOAT, but if you're just talking about the way in which their careers have gone on in terms of being counted out and coming back, and it's it's like that meme of Black Panther rising from like the fire, and he's like... <laughs> As you can see, I am not dead, right? <laughs> if, if it's like that, then then I can kind of see where you're going. But I still think saying he's the Tom Brady of the NHL is is a step too far. Do you think, dude? Do you think that the NHL has like a player that that kind of transcends sports like that? Like, because I mean, obviously, we haven't had one since, let's say, Mario or Gretzky. I mean. I, I wouldn't throw me David in that because he hasn't really had no. that, the the wins that Not some yet, of, yeah that some of the other players have. Had. I mean yeah he's an amazing player and a spectacular player but wouldn't really put him into the the top group like that. That's would be an interesting conversation to have and then I guess we're, we're gonna have some some time in the off season to to dive into any of these curious little debates that we want to have after everything's all said and done. But we do have some playoff series that we didn't touch on. Did you want to touch on the Carolina-Boston series or the LA Kings and Edmonton game, which is going on right now as we wrap up our recording? Edmonton-LA is really interesting because they exchanged shutouts, didn't they? Yeah. Which is which is funny, considered like Mike's Mike Smith and Jonathan Quick all of a sudden are, are really good goaltenders again. These guys are from like the Stone Age, and then they somehow found like the Lazarus Pit or or something, and are just playing out of their minds during during some games at least. But I think LA won Game Four for nothing. I haven't seen McDavid be defended that way maybe ever. 
every time he touched the puck, four kings were swarming on him so that he, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to do his patented, just like skate from one end to the other end, skate through the entire team and just shoot and score. So, and so far this game, I think LA's done a pretty good job of defending him as well. Uh, it's, I think it's still in the first period. Yes, we're still in the first one as we're recording right now. One nothing, LA. In Tony from period. Richmond scored. Yes, he did. He did. Yep. He's so, on. That's yep. his. So that's his. What third third point now in in the series? Wow. I think, and I think there was some stats going on on Donnie Dollar were throwing some. Uh, I think um, Halford Bruff too about just. He, he hasn't scored that many. He didn't score that many points when he played with Detroit this year, and he didn't score that many points when he played with um, with L.A. in the regular season. And again, Alex Adler with the assist. Yeah, so yeah, Troy's, Troy from Richmond's second goal of the NHL playoffs here. Holy good for him. We need a button that we could press, and then it'll just say, can we keep it to a thank you, Jim? Can we get that? Um, we can. I can, I can probably. Well, well, that would be stealing it because Canucks conversation uses that. Yeah. They close out their That's show true. with a keep it to a thank you, Jim. That's true. That's but true. also, too, I mean, sometimes they talk about basketball. So I don't know. They they've stole things from other shows. So maybe maybe we can steal things from there. Maybe we'll we'll get a button. Um, maybe not keep it to a thank you, Jim. We'll find a good button. Bill, we're, we're, we're still troubleshooting everything. We're only in our, we're only in our second episode of this point shot 2.5, I think it is, the rebrand. 2.5. Yeah, I'm not there, sure. There was the, there, there was the, the original thing with, with Sam and Malcolm and, and everybody, and then there was me and you and Malcolm and Sean, and now it's just me and you. So I think we're in 2.5. There was also like you guys with UConn, Bill. Oh, so that's like, true. Uh, yes, you <laughs> was that like two point two five? I'm mean, two point two five. Yes, you Yukon right. Bill, yeah, was available as the internet provided. Yukon <laughs> Bill was something else. We don't talk about that time. We've we've moved on. Sean's gonna, Sean's gonna hear this. You know, he's gonna listen to it back, and he's gonna, you're gonna get the stupid Yukon Bill memes coming out again. I'm still scarred by those, man. <laughs> they were pretty. They were pretty good. They were, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. All right, so I think that about wraps it up. Going to watch the end of uh, the, these playoff matches tonight, Bill. I don't know about you, but oh, a minute. Oh, and Minnesota's up now two-one over St. Louis, who opened the scoring in that one. We're in the second period there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I picked Minnie and uh, Carolina to make it out of the first round, so I think I'm pretty happy with my picks there. I, I know I'm a lot happier with my my picks in the playoffs than I was with my regular season picks as we went through last week. Because now the Islanders have fired their coach. We can uh, we can touch on that next week. We're gonna have a Sam actually blast from the past from the Point Shot Hockey version 1.0 next week joining us. So she's gonna chat some uh, some NHL off season with us, Bill. So I'm excited for that, and that pretty much wraps it up for episode 41 of Point Joe Hockey. Thank you to High Stick Vodka and the Area 51 Network.
until next week, hockey fans. Thank you very much for tuning into this week's episode of Point Shot Hockey. I have been your host, Joshua Griffith, and of course, my co-host, Juan. Make sure to check out all the other great podcasts on the Area 51 Network, including Camp Space Games Cups, Terminal City FC Podcast, Canucks Mafia, Sticks and Bus Podcast, and the Vanstein Podcast, Vancouver's only NBA podcast to our knowledge. Make sure to check out the WHL on Area 51 and all of our other great sports coverage. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Have a great day.